0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by We Find the Defendant Frank Guilty Oh no! Of being cool Oh
1: yeah!
0: Wait a second Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that decided to rob a small library. Yes. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss Bottle Rocket. Yes. Our first movie of the miniseries, The Start. Yes. Where we talk about the start of... Of directors and where they started from and where they are now.
1: (laughs) That's where we're at. (laughs) All right, to to clarify just a hair. Okay. uh, We're going to be doing uh, Directors That We Love's debut feature films and be discussing the development of their work and kind of, like, seeing the inspiration and kind of, like, just looking at, okay, this is their first movie and how have they evolved over the course of their filmography.
0: Yeah, so partially, like, the actual movie and then partially, like, what they actually are doing now. Yeah.
1: Um, so, overall,
0: I did not like this movie. <laughs> it's I, kind of quirky. I
1: thought, well, that's just Wes Anderson in general. Yeah. Like, all of his movies are like that. But this more felt like an Owen Wilson movie. Well, he produced it. Yeah. Well, he wrote it too. He he helped (laughs) co-write it and I, and it felt like an Owen Wilson film more than a Wes Anderson film. Wedding Crashers (laughs) three. And that's kind of like my main, I guess, issue with it. Um, There are definitely some like style, like stylization and, and some characters and some dialogue and stuff that, like, feels like Wes Anderson. Yeah. But for me, this movie just did
0: not feel like a Wes Anderson movie at all. No. I mean, you can definitely see, like, where he starts to, like, pick up tropes that he usually does. Yeah. But I I, I agree with you. There is, like, a different thing that I really found myself not enjoying throughout this film. But I guess we can get into that once we get through, like, everything about yeah. Model Rocket. Yeah, yeah. So, this movie... Bottle Rocket came out in 1996, directed by Wes Anderson, again produced by Owen Wilson. You have all of the Wilson brothers in this. (laughs) All of them. All two of them. There's a third. Yeah, but he doesn't really look like the other. He sounds like him. Yeah, he does. (laughs) They all sound the same. (laughs) So you have Luke Wilson as your main character who plays Anthony. Mm -hmm. You have Owen Wilson who plays his friend Dignan. Mm -hmm. To throw him in there, Andrew Wilson, he plays Future Man who is the brother of Robert Musgrave, who plays Bob. Mm -hmm. And then you have Lumi Kavaz, who plays Inez. And then you have James Caan, who plays Mr. Henry in this. And I mean, he had to be in there because it's like, he's a big name. Yeah, I guess. He's done some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I mean,
1: what this movie is about is I don't really know, but basically it's like three friends deciding to commit a small robbery and then just going on the run. Yeah. that's kind of like the premise of the entire film
0: so I mean from what I read on like IMDB and like Google like when you look up this film it's about them trying to start becoming robbers yeah and continuously doing it mm-hmm. the main problem that I have with this movie is the first like half an hour is that. And then there's, like, a Here. good 40 Here minutes. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. There's a 40-minute, like, love story yep. between, <laughs> and your favorite, too, yep. between Anthony and Inez. And it's just, like, I feel like I got so sidetracked Oh yeah. from this movie until, like, the last 10 minutes when it kind of, like, forms back to what yeah, it was no, supposed it to be. Yeah,
1: no, it feels, like, this movie does not feel cohesive at all. No. Like, I, in my opinion, this is Wes Anderson's worst film. And I guess it's good. That, it, that this is his worst movie because, because it's his, his debut first. and also you know he he it, this movie was a flop and this movie was a kind of like a failure in general like yeah. it, it 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 was I think they made it for like seven million dollars they only made about a million dollars back so they were six million in the red <laughs> uh and you know it, it just kind of it the, the only good thing that I can say about this film like is that it really kickstarted his career. And then he was able to make another another feature called Rushmore. In my Mm -hmm. opinion, I don't know if you've ever seen Rushmore, but Rushmore for me is like the real true debut feature for Wes Anderson. Mm -hmm. Like Rushmore, you can tell that he's got a lot more confidence behind the camera. You can see a lot more camera work. And then you can see those classic Wes Anderson-isms of the camera movement, the dialogue, the quirky jokes, the awkward, the awkward fighting mm-hmm. and all the stuff that even like the borderline like symmetrical like symmetry that he always does in in his films and even like the set pieces and and how it almost feels like a play. Like most of his films feel like plays, like yeah. that you're watching like a series of vignettes on a stage and this movie does not feel like that at all. This movie feels like honestly this movie feels like a Judd Apatow movie. And I don't know if you know who Judd Apatow is, but like but he's I not like his name. I don't love Judd, I don't really love his films, but for me this almost feels like a Judd Apatow debut feature. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Owen Wilson had a lot to do with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you definitely feel it. And I I don't hate Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. But I don't like what he does either. Like I don't like he really him put in himself this movie. into a box as an actor. Yeah,
1: I don't really like him in this movie because like he f- he feels like he doesn't. He's not even taking the film that seriously. Like there's literally like scenes and I don't know if you noticed this, but there's literally scenes in this movie where like he's not like it's it's a somewhat serious like dialogue exchange, and he's like like you can literally see him like trying to hold back from smiling. Yeah. And delivering his lines, and he just, I don't know, like, he just doesn't seem like he's
0: taking it that seriously. Well, yeah, like, all the stuff with, like, Mr. Henry is supposed to be, like, an actual thing. Like, he he's, like, a mastermind, so to speak, yeah. of robbing, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get, like, information and work with him throughout the film. Yeah. And especially, too, like, when they have, like, the country, the country club dinner. Yeah. It's just not serious at all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I haven't seen like a lot, a lot of stuff from Wes Anderson, but what I have. So seen, then, why are we, then why did you choose it? Because <laughs> I like Wes Anderson. Because <laughs> what I have seen from Wes Anderson, I understand, like like you said, like his isms, like the this is exactly how he is. Like Grand Budapest Hotel mm-hmm. is one of my favorite films and one of my favorite films from him. Because it's just so stylized and you can see how quirky and weird it is. Yeah. And again, like very like symmetrical throughout everything and the camera work and the music choice. Yeah. And even so, like I wrote down like some of the stuff where, especially in the beginning, um, the music choices... Yeah, the music
1: choices feels like a Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: There are a few like camera shots that actually feel like it's Wes Anderson. Yep, especially to like um, a couple of times where it's like they had it on Anthony and they do like the zoom in super close on mm, him. Yeah. like that's a big Wes Anderson thing. Yeah, so you can see like parts of him starting to develop in this film. Yeah, do I think it's the best film? No, no. It is quirky though.
1: Yeah, no. It, 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 it definitely is, has like a charm about it, but it just doesn't feel like a Wes Anderson movie like I really encourage you to watch Rushmore because I really feel like you would get like you you would just get more out of it Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean for sure like the one thing well there's I have I have a list of stuff that I wrote of like the stuff that I'm seeing like parallels with from Mm -hmm. like his like most recent works to this and the one thing that I really really like is it always he always has like an overarching goal like his characters are always there's always like a plan like a like a mastermind plan of like getting like doing something getting something stealing something running away from something whatever it is like there's always that 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 central idea of like completing a goal in his movie and although I wouldn't even say that the goal in this film is clear Mm -hmm. Owen Wilson's character clearly has some type of motivation to commit these robberies for whatever reason.
0: Well, that was the big thing too, is like one of my favorite scenes in this film was early on where Dignan's going over like the plan to rob the library with Anthony. And it's like the the overhead shot of just, like, the notebook. Yeah. And I was like, this is very Wes Anderson. That feels like, like this. It. This is yep. what he does. Like, he does, like, these weird stationary shots yeah. that brings you along for the ride. Like, you're basically, like, peeking over the car looking with them. Yeah. So I really liked that scene a lot in this because he, he used that and noticed what works for him.
1: Yeah. Yep. I, I think that um, another thing that you really, like, can see... Wes Anderson develop throughout his career is kind of like the rhythm of the of the films and I think that this film although there is that that really like rough love story that I just it's just so just did not care for the love story although that part is like completely unnecessary the parts in which there they are discussing robbing doing the robberies committing committing the heist mm-hmm. and all that that feels like Wes Anderson's rhythm the, mm-hmm. the 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 way that he like blocks his scenes the way that the camera movements the brothers talking to one another like you said like on the school bus and like the like the 75 year plan or whatever it was mm-hmm. and like all the detail in the notebooks and all, all that like that feels like a Wes Anderson film that almost kind of continues to carry throughout the rest of his film through his filmography yeah I think that his best version of that probably would be I don't know I I really like Moonrise Kingdom I don't know if you've ever seen Moonrise Kingdom but Moonrise Kingdom to me is another one that's got like this this really like just snappy rhythm to it that like (laughs) just keeps propelling and I feel like you can really really see the birth of that in this film Mm -hmm. you know
0: that's why, like, I know a lot of, like, his more later stuff, like Isle of Dogs, you yeah. know, that was very, very stylized. And, like, the choices that he did for, like, the animation, mm-hmm. really cool and really different for him. So, but you can still see, like, how he is as a director. Like, he blocks off everything yeah. and, like, makes sure that, like, there's a whole plan of what's going to happen. Yeah,
1: none of the none of the, the shots feel like, what's the word? I don't know. They, they don't feel, like, just in the moment. They all mm-hmm. feel very, like, this is... You know, like he already has the plan of like where he wants his characters to stand and his or his actors to stand and how he's going to move the camera to them. You know, he like Wes Anderson has a has a really another really good thing or another thing about his movies where, mm-hmm. and this isn't only like you know this isn't just a Wes Anderson thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of directors do this, but there's always like in, in Wes Anderson movies, there's always characters who are walking and talking Mm -hmm. like there. It's always like a front, like the cameras in front of the actors, the camera is moving backwards and the characters are walking towards the camera and just like discussing and like, there's you, a lot of that in there's this. a lot of that in this movie and that feels like a Wes Anderson movie you know like the Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel is, it has has that you know when uh well whatever it doesn't matter when just know that it's there <laughs> like you know they the characters and it's just in like all of his movies it's yeah. just another thing that you can really see is you know like I, I guess like at the core of like what I'm trying to say is just like the camera movement is kind of always been there Mm -hmm. like he's always kind of had this very specific camera movement style that he's taken throughout the rest of his filmography
0: yeah I can definitely see that Mm -hmm. another thing too that like Wes Anderson does really really well in a lot of his films is the use of montages yeah and you can see that growing a little bit in this like it's very short but I love the scene in this film too where they're planning out everything and they go and like out in the middle of nowhere and they're trying to buy a gun and they're just shooting like just cans to like yeah. test it out yeah and it's like this little montage of them like all shooting and you have like the really peaceful music choice for it as well before it kind of like goes into be like i want this one yeah so you can see that in a lot of his other films where he uses a lot of montages with peaceful music to kind of convey the story again like really doing it well where it's showing you everything without using exposition yeah again he's still getting his footing on this yeah. one so well, yeah, you yeah. can you like to do it for 30 seconds probably another two minutes of this would have really like helped the story a little bit mm-hmm um, but you can definitely see like it's starting to build in this film, which yeah. I appreciate for it because you can see where he's gonna take off next.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing that I also really liked about this movie was that and, and it there's there's always always one mm-hmm. in most Wes Anderson movies is a nip slip. <laughs> um is like the awkward confrontations that happen. Mm-hmm and they're just always like that like he never like really stylizes like fight scenes or anything and, and it's not like and he doesn't do action really like it's yeah. not that's not really his thing i mean he, he has like some pretty like pretty cool action scenes in like moonrise kingdom and even in like grand budapest hotel that that has like some really cool stuff mm-hmm. um but like He's definitely. I would not call Wes Anderson an action director. Like that's no, just not what he does. But not. he always, like, you know, like trickles in like action set pieces and stuff. And like, there's always just awkward, unstylized, weird fight scenes in his movies. And this one has it has one. And I was actually really happy to see it mm-hmm. because it's when they're all. It's when the three guys are like standing at the pool, and the one guy's brother oh, comes yeah, over yeah. and he punches them. <laughs> and it's just like this. Like what's his name? I don't. I think it's um, Bob. No, no, no. I don't think it's Bob. I think it's uh, uh, the brother.
0: O, o Wilson's oh, Wilson's brother. Oh, uh, future man.
1: No, no. Uh, oh, uh, literally Anthony. Owen Wilson's brother. Um, Luke, Anthony, Luke Wilson. So Anthony, yeah. So like, I, I think like, I think Bob gets punched and like Anthony like falls on his back and he, like <laughs> his feet go in the air and it's just like this. And it's, like, quiet. Like, mm-hmm. there's not really, like, any, like, noise besides, like, their, th- them, like, just scuffling. And it just makes it feel, like, uncomfortable and mm-hmm. awkward. But it's done, like, on purpose. And that always, like, you know, in Grand Budapest tell that happens. Uh, and and it's just, like, he just has, like, this really weird style of just, like, wanting the fight scenes to not look super, like, well put together and just kind of, like, clunky.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple other ones in this, too. Like, uh, again, when they're at the country club and, like, Future Man walks over and Mr. Henry just gets up and, like, grabs his hand, like, so softly. Yeah. And then just, like, talks to him. Yeah. And it's supposed to be menacing, but it really doesn't come off that way. And then one of my favorite scenes, too, is, like, at the end when they're trying to rob... I don't even like a weird factory.
1: The final heist feels like Wes Anderson, especially because yeah. you can see the color palette that he that he tends to go towards are are like yeah. those
0: that like neon yellow for all their yeah all suits. their
1: suits. That the symmetry when mm-hmm. what's his, I think it was Owen Wilson was in front and then the two guys were in the back mm-hmm. and they both had like these hats on and everything and they were all like kind of like walking in this perfect triangle.
0: Like that felt very Wes Anderson. There was also too like when they're trying to get out of there and like they open the door and they see the one guy that's just standing in the freezer and. And he's just perfectly in the middle of the freezer yeah, like that. And then even so, too, when Dignan, um, Owen Wilson's character, is running away from the cops. Yeah. Like you really get that where it's like it's following him, like running through the entire factory, trying to find like an escape route. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, like with that, like the camera movement that he chose for it just speaks to like where he's going to go next.
1: Yeah. And then for me, like kind of like the final point that I kind of just and it kind of like is what we were already discussing was just. The quirkiness, the comedy of this movie feels like Wes Anderson, and and it's really nice to see the development of that go throughout his movies because he just clearly has gotten much much stronger as a screenwriter.
0: Yeah, I mean not to say too like there is some really funny stuff in this film.
1: Very funny stuff. There there is a good movie in here.
0: Yes, because like (laughs) again when they're at the factory and Bob comes up is like my walkie died. I did what would you do? And then they're like trying to figure out like put your mask on, put your mask on. I
1: the one that really made me laugh like just so hard and I and it just like. And I don't know why it made me laugh, like nearly as hard as it did. It just, I don't know. It just kind of caught me off guard mm-hmm. was when they did their first robbery at the library and Anthony picks up the, um, the, uh, the book mm-hmm. and he opens up the book and it's like, it says something like job opportunities for like whatever, like yeah. the government or whatever. And just the idea of like him picking up this book and it says job opportunities for the U S government. And they're robbing like a public library <laughs> yeah. that's like run by like the state is just like it just makes me laugh. Like that really caught me. And then, like, even when, and this is another thing that Wes Anderson does a lot is like the when uh, Owen Wilson's character is like actually in the like uh, the main office there with the two guys and mm-hmm. he's robbing them. And the one and the guy's like, don't fucking like talk to me like that, you punk. <laughs> and then Owen Wilson's yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. Be, do you have any uh, bigger bags, please? And whatever. Like, that feels like a Wes Anderson. That that is Wes Anderson
0: comedy. I like too when they go to see Mr. Henry and like Dignan tries to open the door and Mr. Henry pours the water down above him. Yeah. He's like, ah, he got me, and then he's like, Oh no, it's unlocked. Try again, and then he chose to do it and he pours more water. And I was like, Poured water on me. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> like, I mean, go ahead. That feels like very quirky, like comedy aspect that Wes Anderson is known for in his films.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, there's there's you can you definitely. If you look hard enough, mm-hmm. you can really, really see Wes Anderson, the future of Wes Anderson in this movie. Yeah, I think unfortunately, it's the just film the best is film. Is getting is getting way down, and I really, really, really wish that that they didn't do uh, the whole like love story with Inez. Like I just found that whole thing just completely unnecessary mm-hmm. and really
0: distracted from the purpose of the film. Well, there's it's just such a big chunk of it. And it doesn't have any rhyme or reason really. And then they do like this whole thing where it's like, you know, Anthony goes back to like his hometown and then it seems like years have passed. It literally
1: feels like years.
0: (laughs) And then like, he's doing good. Like he's, he's coaching like a little league soccer team now. He's got like a job and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, like he finds out about like Inez again and then like he gets in contact with her so easily and then like love just rekindles and it's like, yeah when like, yeah when, like there's no rhyme or reason for this happening yeah i just it just didn't really
1: matter at all it's mm-hmm. just unnecessary and then like when owen wilson's character shows back up randomly within the yellow jumpsuit yeah he's like uh hey let's go do that robbery again <laughs> and he's just like okay and they all just go back and it, it just yeah. felt like wh- what or, like why did we really just shoehorned in there you know Yeah. like how did we
0: get here yeah but he had that sweet dirt bike that he couldn't get to work yeah. again that yeah. was fun
1: I mean, overall, I didn't like the movie. I know, but also, I'm glad that because I, I actually thought that Rushmore was his first movie. Oh, really? I didn't know. I didn't realize that Bottle Rocket there there was a film before before Rushmore. So going when when you when you initially said Bottle Rocket, I, in my head, I was just like, I don't think that's his first debut. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty sure. I've I, I've never even heard of Bottle Rocket prior. So you mentioning it. Neither have so, I. I did a lot of digging I, for this. But one. I knew Rushmore and I was like, I was like, I think I think his actual debut is Rushmore and like Rushmore's cool. Like, mm-hmm. And I think you would like it. And and it really does feel like a much more polished Wes Anderson film. Um but yeah, I mean, for sure, I would say that this if you if you are a die hard like Wes Anderson fan, which you should be, because he's <laughs> very, very talented. Mm-hmm. I think I think he is one of the best directors, writer directors like working today. I'm very excited for his new movie that's coming out. I think that it's worth the watch, mm-hmm. but I also, I would say, I would say that don't prepare your, to be disappointed. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't get your hopes up too high with this yeah, one. Yeah. Um, so out of all the Wes Anderson films that you have seen, I mean, which ones have you seen?
0: Uh, Isle of Dogs and Grand Budapest. Wow. Well, <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> so you really just haven't seen many. Okay. No. So, but I understand his style. Yeah. So, um
1: I highly recommend Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um I highly recommend Rushmore. I highly highly recommend uh, Life Aquatic. The Life Aquatic is one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies ever. Um and I think that Bill Murray's character in that fucking movie is just so good. <laughs> um you know what is another thing that I really really like about Wes Anderson that mm-hmm. I that I uh I kind of never really realized until like thinking about his filmography was that all of his movies there's a character that just like cares way too much about something that is so insignificant and mm-hmm. i think that actually now that i'm saying it and like it realizing might be actually it, him no 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 no, no, no. Oh. i think that it's more like his characters care about shit that it like, isn't that big of a deal. And I kind of feel like that's actually like Owen Wilson's character in this movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cause you can almost from like, the, from
1: the start from, mm-hmm. from him, like doing like the breakout of that, like hospital that, that, that he's doing is like, he, you at, don't need to do, you don't need to do all <laughs> this. Like he just cares so deeply. And like in Moonrise Kingdom, uh, it's all about like Boy Scouts kind of. And like the, the, the uh, camp counselor guy uh he's like just ca- like he's like you know like a 40 year old dude mm-hmm. and he just cares like way too much about like boy scouts and like in life aquatic he cares way too much about the life aquatic mm-hmm. and in grand budapest hotel he cares way too much about this hotel like it's just like not that serious his characters always have like this super just overwhelming amount of passion for things that aren't really that just don't normally need or require that much passion
0: yeah and you can almost put that back to like Wes Anderson putting like somewhat of like himself into this because like he cares a lot about like small little details there's that so not many details many people, in his film mm-hmm, that not many people would really pick up on yeah and again like you said like you know why are you doing this like you don't need to like <laughs> nobody really cares but like to him like he really cares about like these small little details yeah
1: yeah definitely you know I think that um Again, I didn't love the film, mm-hmm. but that's also not really the point of this. Yeah, the point of this is to talk about what we what we noticed that he then took going forward, mm-hmm. and there are some there are some gems in there: the yeah. camera work, the dialogue, the quirkiness of it, a little bit of that symmetry that you see. Um, yeah, I mean. Overall, I liked I liked watching it strictly because of watching it from the perspective of the view that we decided to do this mm-hmm. series of, of oh, yeah. watching a director develop. So, like, I, I watched this movie twice because the first time I realized that I was actually just watching the movie, <laughs> and I was like, this isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time you are like, shit, I gotta analyze really I, I need, analyze to, pay, I need to pay attention and, like, see, like, Wes Anderson. Like, where, where am I seeing, like, the Wes Anderson-isms mm-hmm. and... And watching it the second time, you know, looking at that camera work and looking at all the little details of, like, you know, like, that little notebook and the drawings and stuff like that. Like, all of that stuff really, like, shines through. And and watching it from that perspective, I think you will enjoy it a little bit more if you are a diehard Wes Anderson fan, mm-hmm. you know? You really got to be, like, dedicated to Wes Anderson as a director and a writer to, I think, really, really appreciate this movie.
0: Yeah, you got to dig him.
1: Yeah. Which is not hard. No. Like Like, he's, he's very talented and... Again, I think he's one of the best writer directors working today, and I really love one Wes Anderson a lot. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose one movie from him, I would probably say, "Oh man, I really <laughs> like, I really really like Grand Budapest
0: Hotel." It, a lot. It's a really cool, very stylized, very quirky movie. Yeah, that like I can really get behind.
1: Adrian Brody in that movie is so funny. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I like just, Adrian Brody. <laughs> Splice yeah (laughs) (laughs) had to bring it up
1: um but yeah overall you know watching it from that perspective of of a a director developing Mm -hmm. i think it's worth the watch
0: yeah absolutely yeah
1: so zach do you have a recommendation
0: i do um not so much quirky but like a little bit on the comedy side okay so i mean i we've talked about it beforehand um something that like i've been binge watching lately on YouTube just because like I'm, I'm bored and like, I want to like watch it and it, it's taken up like a lot of my time, but I'm really enjoying myself mm-hmm. is the YouTube show of Rhett and Link. Good. Mythical oh yeah. Morning. GMM. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about it beforehand. Like I really enjoy a lot of the stuff that they do because it's really just two friends just doing weird shit. Yeah. And I can relate as we are two friends just, just doing, doing weird, weird shit <laughs> and really like, I look like Link if I just gave you my hair and then <laughs> you would be red. <laughs> That's true, yeah. If we just swapped hair. <laughs> it would pretty much be the same exact thing. Yeah. But they do, like, a lot of really cool stuff. Like, um, they do a lot of, like, taste testing things. They do, like, some newer stuff now where it's, like, they'll do say, like, History of Soda or History of Chips, and, like, they'll either play, like, shuffleboard or, like, mini-golf to try and guess what year. Yeah. So they make a game out of actually teaching you a little bit of something. Yeah. And then, too, they also give you a good insight on what um, fast food restaurant has the best steak. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't great, but, I mean... (laughs) But they have, like, a lot of really cool stuff, and I enjoy, like, watching their stuff. I know they have, like, a few podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And... One of them is Ear Biscuit, which I want to start like listening to more. Okay, but they have it where it's like an hour and a half, two hours for a podcast, mm-hmm. and I just I don't have that time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I would love to have that time, but I just don't have that. Yeah, but they talk about like a lot of fun stuff in that as well. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is Good Mythical Morning. I think that's like a really cool show, and they're only like nine, ten minutes long, so you can breeze through them.
1: Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Zach.
0: Frank, what are we doing next?
1: Oh, we're doing one of my favorite films uh, in the past five years, mm-hmm. and that is going to be Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ooh,
0: I've been wanting to watch this like ever since it came out. and like I think I, just... I brought
1: it up to you like the first time I saw it, and I was like, you need to watch it.
0: I saw the trailer, and I was like, I need to watch this, and yeah. I just never got around to watching it. Yeah,
1: so uh, that's the great thing about this podcast, is we really just force each other to like see <laughs> shit. I'm shoving um, more kung fu movies down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not the only thing going down my throat. Uh-ho-ho. Anyway. <laughs> no twink <nudge>, wink, wink. <laughs>
0: um, Zach, please take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, this is just the start.